God bless each and every one of you. We want to thank you for joining us here. I am the Church Ministries. We welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for each and every one of you for joining us here. The Church Ministries Church School. I am Pastor Brian, and I must greet you by saying I must work the works of Him who has sent me while it is day. For when nighttime comes, can no man work? And I am so honored and so blessed that you have come, Amen, to hear our two fish, five loaves of bread of the lesson. We thank and praise God for new health and strength, new grace and new mercy. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you uh, for tuning in with us here at I Am The Church Ministries. Listen, we invite you to go ahead to uh, heart this live. Amen. You can share it. Amen. Spread the word. Amen. We thank and praise God for those that are joining us live. And then also for those that will join us on the replay. We thank and praise God for those that's joining us through our website, www.iamthechurchministries.org, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the app. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Again, we do encourage you to go ahead and heart. Amen. Subscribe. Amen. If the Lord leads you that way. Amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for each and every one of you. We want to say good evening to Sister Karki, to Sister Galloway, and also Sister Perry. Amen. We welcome each and every one of you. We just thank God. Amen. For all of those that are joining us. Amen. Different time zones, states, countries. Amen. We thank and praise God. Amen. We ask that God would just show us favor. Amen. Continue to show us favor. Amen. And so we thank and praise God for all of his many blessings. Amen. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we come to you right now just to say thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask and we pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, Lord, you will open up our understanding, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that the Spirit will just teach us, lead us, and will guide us, Heavenly Father. Lord, we ask and we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will bless those that uh, will go forth and teach this lesson, Heavenly Father. Uh, those teachers, those students that will hear this lesson, Lord. Uh, Father, we pray for all of the rest that will teach online and also in person, Lord. Bless those students. Bless those that will come into contact with this. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Man, uh, we have an interesting lesson today. Amen. We have an interesting lesson today. All right. The lesson for Sunday, May 22nd, 2022, is entitled Spiritual Weapons. All right. Spiritual Weapons. All right. Our lesson text is coming from Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 12, and then also 17 through 18. Time of action is 56 AD, which stands for Ano Domino in the year of our Lord. Amen. Place of action. Paul writes to the Corinth at to, to the church at Corinth from Macedonia. All right. Our golden text, my brothers and my sisters, reads as follow. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. That's coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 5. We have three outlines, my brothers and my sisters. The first 
outline is entitled Spiritual Warfare. That's coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 1 through 6. Our second outline is the apostolic authority. That's coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 through 12. And then also our final outline is entitled Divine Approval. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, as we uh, segue into our lesson, my brothers and my sisters, let me just start off. I, I, I want to ask this question. Amen. Have anybody uh, noticed that the letters of the New Testament reads differently than the Old Testament? All right. Um, I want to say and and to be quite honest, uh, I count the Gospels as the Old Testament. All right. Uh, technically speaking, uh, the New Testament uh, technically uh, does not start until the book of Acts. All right. And the reason why I say that is because Jesus had to fulfill the law. All right. He had to die. Right. He did all of that. So technically speaking, the Gospels would still be considered the Old Testament. All right. Um, but I want you to notice that whenever we read the Old Testament, I want you to notice that um, the Old Testament is very descriptive. But when it comes to the letters that were written that were turned into books, the letters that were written, written uh, Romans, uh, Corinthians. All right. These letters that were written, Ephesians, these letters that were written in order to get a great grasp on these letters that we're reading from the uh, New Testament. We cannot approach these letters in the New Testament, these books, the same way we would approach the Old Testament. The Old Testament kind of gives us an outline. It gives us the setting. It gives us a whole lot of things. Right. But the New Testament, if you look at the letters, amen, I want you to think back in those times when Paul was writing these letters. Corinth, if you think about it. He was writing according to the issues that Chloe's household, the members of Chloe's household had shared with him about. So he's responding uh, to those issues and those problems. They know that. But in the 21st century, if we're not careful, we would not know that unless we investigate. So when it comes to the Old Testament, yes, you should still read the biblical background. Uh, you should get context. I tell everybody any book that you read from the Bible, the Bible, the collection of books uh, I share with anybody. Amen. You want the background. You want to know what was going on so you can understand why it's there in the book. All right. And so, my brothers and my sisters, when it comes to the letters, my brothers and my sisters, we have to do an investigation. Because now we have to now look in the background to receive the context for the context that we are reading. All right. And so anytime you're reading a letter, so to speak, the correct way is to read it all the way through, not just one part. And then you come up with something because it all connects with each other. All right. So along with Paul responding to the issues, remember in uh, uh, first Corinthians uh, responding to those issues about the worshiping of, of false gods and uh, the marriage and Christ, our foundation and all that here in this second um, book 
of Corinthians. We see here that Paul is addressing now. This is the context. So now we understand what's going on in this chapter. Here, Paul is addressing the false, the false apostles. Uh, there are some false apostles that's questioning his authority uh, that's coming up against Paul. And that's even saying that Paul is not qualified. Now, Paul has to endure this throughout his ministry because now Paul was a persecutor of the brethren. However, he came to Jesus just as he was weary, wounded and sad. <laughs> uh, but he found in him a resting place and he has made him glad. Y'all remember the conversion. All right. He has this encounter with Christ. Christ asked the question, why do you persecute me? He's blinded. He's converted. He's given his marching orders. He ends up writing, pinning half of the New Testament. And so there are many. First of all, there are many people uh, within the body of Christ that's questioning his authority. Right. Ain't that the same, Paul? Now, you know how folk is. They remember who you used to be. Amen. They remember who you was in your BC days. And now, amen, you done crossed on over. People still got that thought in mind. Amen. And God done moved on. And you have too. Amen. And you have grew in the Lord. And now people are questioning you. Now, I got to be real. There was false apostles at this time. And I want to ask this question. What is an apostle? Because um, here today, um, there are so many people, amen, uh, that are claiming to be an apostle. I'm about, I'm about to go out. I'm about to dig a hole. Tell somebody we're in the lesson. Amen. Um, so when we dive in, amen, I'm going to connect us back to the narrative that I'm giving you of the background and the context uh, for this chapter. Amen. This is why we're going here. What is an apostle. See the comment section. What is an apostle? All right. Let's see if we can answer this tonight. Because one of our outlines is talking about the apostolic authority. And so we want to be very clear. All right. And I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds, amen. And then we're gonna we're gonna jump right on in. Amen. This lesson again, spiritual weapons, and this is interesting. Amen. For life study, shameless plug. For life study, we're actually talking about spiritual warfare. And so uh, it's just awesome. Did not plan it or anything like that. That's what the Lord had given had uh, given to us. And so I want to see if we can answer this in the comment section. What is an apostle? Very important question that we want to answer. Amen. Because Paul not only is addressing the warfare. Amen. Uh, that we partake in. But then also he addresses a man. Uh, his apostolic authority. Amen. He's defending his apostleship. All right. Here we go. Messenger appointed by God. Yes. All right. Anybody else? Let me get. All right. Because I'm going to uh, go and, and yes, Sister Galloway. Yes. Uh, anybody else? Amen. All right. It's a messenger appointed by God. Yes. All right. 
The word says, my brothers and my sisters, that Christ gave the church gifts, gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, teachers, and all of that. These are gifts to help uh, equip the saints and edify, build up the body. All right. Y'all with me here. Amen. So, yes, it's a messenger appointed by God. Yes, that's part of it. All right. Because uh, I'm not going to go into the whole debate whether or not uh, we have apostles and all of that. I'm going to give you what I'm going to give you on that. And we're going to move on. We're going to get in the lesson. Amen. Uh, because if I get into that, that's going to take away from the lesson. Amen. We came here to hear about spiritual weapons from the Union Gospel Press Commentary. Amen. Uh, I'm going to just give about five more seconds and then I got the roll. Amen. Uh, what is the question on the floor? What is an apostle? Amen. Sister Galloway said a messenger appointed by God. Here we go. An apostle, my brothers and my sisters, is a messenger sent, appointed by God. Yes. Right. An apostle, my brothers and my sister, is an ambassador. All right. An apostle can be seen as a missionary. All right. Um, the criteria for apostleship back then, and, and I'm not going to go too deep. Um, Jesus selected the 12 apostles. All right. Judas commits suicide. There's this big debate among uh, us in the body of Christ, whether Matthias uh, was that next one up in line. You know, they casted lots and the lots uh, fell on um, Matthias. You know, casting lots was the way that they made decisions and things of that nature. Uh, I am of the crowd. Uh, here we go. Sister Perry, one who is sent on a mission. Yes. All right. Yes. One who is sent on a mission. All right. The apostles in the biblical times. The 12 apostles, because now the reason why I argue, Paul, was that one supposed to be uh, put there. Amen. Because now Jesus told the uh, disciples, amen, don't leave Jerusalem without the gift. Amen. Go back to Jerusalem. Get the gift. Don't leave Jerusalem until you get the gift. The gift is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here they go. They had a church meeting saying we need to replace Judas. He didn't ask you to do that. Amen. And so now Paul ends up having this interaction uh this encounter with christ now that's the criteria of being an apostle let's go back into the biblical text can we help you an apostle was one who number one he had the encounter with christ after christ was resurrected so now we see the 12 that's apostles but then also i can also say that there were other people that was apostles as well because they had an encounter with Christ. All right. The apostles at this time was to lay the foundation. And what foundation was they laying for the early church? Christ. Christ is the foundation. That's what they were giving to the people. Right. Also, apostles at that time was able to perform miracles. Go back uh, to the gate called beautiful. Amen. Uh, go back during those times. Amen. Amen. So 
first of all, an apostle is an ambassador, uh, one is sent on a mission, one appointed by God, one is sent by God, right? And one who had an encounter with Christ. And many people questioned Paul's authority, his apostolic authority, his apostleship. But we see very clearly through the scriptures, and this is why Paul repeatedly, if you look at it, he constantly shared his conversion. Because this is what qualified him to be an apostle. All right. And so today, do we have apostles today? According to the criteria in which it was laid in the Bible. Can I help somebody now before I give my answer? My answer is twofold. We can actually. To a certain degree. Uh, we can all actually be seen as apostles. Here's why. We are we are all messengers in the body of Christ. We are all sent in commission. All right. It's twofold. On the other side of that is. Did we actually have. Encounter Christ after his resurrection? No. Now. What they do today, they're saying uh, an apostle is one who goes out and plants churches and all of that and et cetera. If that's what y'all want to say, okay. I'm going to stick to the biblical requirement of an apostle. I didn't, I didn't encounter him after the resurrection. Though I encountered him after the resurrection. Can I help somebody with this? All right? Because I came to Jesus after resurrection, so to speak, right? But, but in a sense, all of us in the body of Christ are sent out by him. We all have that task. We talked about the task. Sister Galloway, I actually agree with you. No. On the other side, if we look at it, we do fit some of the criteria, but are we technically apostles? No. Is there an apostle secession? You don't see anywhere in the biblical text. That the apostleship, I, I promise you, I'm going to get to the first outline. You don't see nowhere in the biblical text that there is a secession of apostleship. You know where you do see that at? The Catholic Church. Praise God. Let's go over to our first outline. So, no, uh, we don't have apostles nowadays. Uh, we just have people that call themselves apostles. Amen. So, praise God. Uh <laughs> Uh, uh, again, and I'm basing this off of the criteria of what an apostle was back New Testament. The office of apostleship is now closed, isn't it, Pastor? Yeah, technically. Right? Now, some people would say uh, Paul was the one. Here we go. Here's the debate. Because I do agree with that. But now, this is what people would say. What well, the word says in Ephesians, he gave gifts and apostles was one of them, right? And he did. We clearly see that he gave apostles. Right? We clearly see that the apostles were scattered. And that they gave the gospel. We see that they were ambassadors. They were messengers. Right. You actually had more than just that 12 that was apostles. 
You had other apostles back in those times too. The 12 is just highlighted. All right. So, yes, Sister Perry, the Office of Apostleship, it's closed. All right. But again, here goes the argument because we don't argue. I just, all right, cool. Whatever you do with it is on you. Those that encountered him after the resurrection, you were sent out as an ambassador or a messenger, and they will argue, well, I'm an ambassador or a messenger. So that qualifies me as an apostle. All right. And so that's where that's where that argument is going to come in at. All right. Here we go. Spiritual warfare. This is our first outline. Amen. Amen. We had the 21 minute mark. Amen. Um, no, man, I'm telling you, that's where the argument is going to come in at. Where do I stand on it? No, we don't have apostles. Amen. Praise God. Now, if you believe differently, cool. Whatever you do with it, that's on you. All I can do is present it. Amen. However, in the body of Christ, uh, let's not fall out with each other. That at the end of the day, Christ died. He's coming back. Cool. Amen. Spiritual warfare. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses one through six. And my brothers and my sisters, um, I actually, I am actually reading from the amplified version. Amen. I'm actually reading from the amplified version. All right. Uh, the reason why I like the amplified version is because the amplified version, uh, you can understand it better. So you'll see me read from the New Living Translation, either English Standard uh, Version, or like today, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Now, I know the commentary provides King James uh, and sometimes the New uh, International Version. Amen. And y'all can see the teaching on King James and New International Version on our YouTube channel, I Am Church Ministries. All right, here we go. First outline. Praise God. Spiritual warfare. Now, I, Paul, urge you by the gentleness and graciousness of Christ, I who am meek. So they say when uh, with you face to face, but bold, outspoken and fearless towards you when you're absent. I ask that when I do come, I would not be driven to the boldness that I intend to show toward those few who regard us as if we walk according to the flesh, like men without the spirit. Now, let me go back. Why did Paul present this passage as he did? One of the biggest arguments with the fossil apostles and those that were in the church uh, they were saying that Paul is big and bad when he's talking in the letter. But when he's in the presence, he's pretty mink. Hey, man, he acts a little timid. Hey, man. Right. So they used to say he was so forceful. In his letters. So let me let me, can, can I interpret that today? You know, folks are very hard. Amen. Can I help? Can I help somebody here today? Folks uh, appear to be rough and tough. Amen. On social media. Let me help y'all. Let me put it in today's context. Amen. People are rough and tough. Amen. On a computer screen. However, when you see them face to face. Amen. They are as humble as a dove. So here there was this huge 
breakout. They were saying that Paul was so rough and tough in his letters, but yet in his presence, he was none of that. So you only want to talk that noise in the letter. Amen. On social media, Facebook, YouTube, and all of that. You want to make YouTube videos and all of that. You rough when you coming from a video, but when we in person, when we face to face, when we see each other, now you want to be Jesus. Amen. Y'all know some folk like that. But let's look at what happens. So Paul in this first verse, that's why he says, I, Paul, urge you by gentleness and graciousness of Christ. I who am meek. So they say when we when with you face to face, but bold and outspoken towards you when absent. That's addressing that. So he's saying, I'm coming to you in gentleness and graciousness of Christ. I'm coming. In other words, I'm coming in the spirit of love. He says, I ask, verse two, I ask that when I do come, I would not be driven to the boldness that I intend to show toward those few who regard us as if we walk according to the flesh like men without the spirit. Now, here we go. You actually had those false apostles. You had people that was accusing Paul. Amen. Being rough and boldness. And Paul was like, look, I asked that. Hey, amen. When I do come, I don't have I would not be driven to be bold. Amen. Now, Paul, can, can, can I can I just talk to y'all for a minute? Amen. amen. In other words, Paul, like, look, I may I could say it in this letter, but amen. I can bring that to you in person. But yet. I don't I don't have to do that. Here we go. That I intend to show toward those few who regard us as if we walk according to the flesh. Now, Paul and his associates was accused of walking in the ways of the world. So when you hear flesh, worldly behavior, he has this worldly behavior like. Right. He says, I intend to show toward those few who regard us as if we walk according to the flesh. Those that are falsely accusing. Paul is saying, man, I'm going to be bold towards y'all. I've been hearing what you've been saying. But now he's talking to the rest of the church. He says, look. When I do come. I would not be driven to boldness that I intend. Amen. I'm not going to approach you the same way we're going to approach these false apostles. Even though they're accusing us of walking according to the flesh, like men without the spirit. He says in verse three, for though we walk in the flesh as mortal men. We are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of men. In other words, so here we go. He's not saying, oh, I'm just live." He's acknowledging our physical form. So when he says, for though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, this body, this shell, this house, amen. He's talking about what we are physically walking in daily. He says, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. In other words, with the spiritual warfare that we are engaging in, my brothers and my sisters, we're not engaging with the weapons of man. Can I help somebody? No, we don't have to pick up a gun. No, we don't have to pick up a knife. All right. I don't have to do the things that the world is doing. In fact, I don't even have to take you to court. Come on, let's keep moving. 
is still the first outline. He says the weapons of our warfare, the body of Christ, the warfare that we engage in are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. He says our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. So let me stop there. Can I ask? Let, can I ask the church a question? He says it right here. He says our weapons are not the weapons of uh, that the men that man have. The weapons of our warfare are not physical, flesh and blood. We ain't got to throw no hands. But he says our weapons are divinely powerful. What are? Could you? In fact, could you name our? Spiritual weapons of warfare. Name. I want to. I want to see tonight. Name our spiritual weapons of warfare. It's so important. This is important. It's important. It's so important. So important. Name our spiritual weapons. He says our weapons are not physical, flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Could you name in the comment section? Let me hear you. What name our spiritual weapons of warfare? Now, I know many of you are probably going to go to the uniform that Paul prescribes for us to wear daily. All right. Could you name for us our spiritual weapons of warfare? And I'm going to help y'all with this because I know somebody going to say it. Prayer. Praise God. Prayer is one of the weapons. Prayer is not our only weapon. Praise God. Amen. All right. Yes, Sister Perry. Bible, Holy Spirit. Yes, I need I need a couple of more to add some more to that. Sister Perry jumped us off. She started us off. Bible, Holy Spirit. Yes. All right. That's part of it. I also threw one out there. Prayer. That's in there as well. So Bible, Holy Spirit, prayer, and what else? All right. Here, name my spiritual weapons of warfare. Sister Perry named Bible. She named the Holy Spirit. I threw out their prayer because I knew somebody was going to throw it out there. And the reason why I threw out prayer, my brothers and my sisters, is because in this day and age, people think the only uh, weapon of warfare that we have is prayer, and that's it. But we are allotted more than just prayer. Praise God. I'm talking about engaging in real warfare. Because most people think it's about shouting. That's the warfare and all of that. Okay, I'm talking about real warfare. Hey, Amen. Love, okay. All right. Okay. Got Bible, Holy Spirit, love, prayer. Hey, Amen. I'm going to give you a couple of more minutes, and then I'm going to give you the rest of them. Because Paul says in verse 4, this is why I'm doing this. He says that our weapons of warfare are not physical. So Sister Perry named Bible. She named Holy Spirit. Uh, we got prayer, got love in there. All right. 
I'm about to give it to you. All right. Our other weapons of warfare is the gospel. Praise God. The gospel. The gospel. Can I help y'all? The gospel. That's a weapon that's have been neglected nowadays. So we got the Bible. We got the Holy Spirit. We have prayer. Uh, we have the gospel. All right. We got love. Amen. You got Jesus. You got love. Amen. These are our weapons. Right. To contend, to fight off. Amen. And if you look at all of the weapons that we just named, it actually lines up with what Paul prescribed as our weapons. Uh, I think it's in Ephesians. Let me keep going. He says, we are destroying sophisticated arguments in every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So in other words, my brothers and my sisters, well, well, let, me, let me read verse six, being ready to pun, uh, punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience as a church is complete. So in other words, my brothers and my sisters, with the weapons of warfare, Paul was saying with the weapons of warfare, he also has the authority. Amen. He has these things that he's working and he says we are destroying the sophisticated arguments. So when people oh, I'm so woke, I'm so alive, I'm so awakened to these things. Amen. It ain't about shouting. Oh, I'm about to help somebody here today. It ain't about singing a song. But tell somebody, amen, I need the spirit. I need the word. Amen. I need the gospel. I need prayer. These are my weapons. But unfortunately, so many of us, and I ain't, I ain't here to uh, belabor that, yeah, just pray. And that's all, we, that's all we engage in. That's why we have Bible study and all of that. Because this is supposed to gear us up for the war. That we are in. So in other words, he says, we are able to destroy sophisticated arguments in every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So all of these things, amen, that want to speak against, amen. Amen, Sister Perry. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. He says, guess what? We are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So when we're standing, when we're using and engaging this warfare, my brothers and my sisters, this is what happened. Verse five, you destroy sophisticated arguments, sophisticated arguments, uh, every exalted proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. We are taking every thought and purpose. So as we are engaging in warfare, as we are presenting the gospel, as we are praying, as we engage in our words through study, as we engage in through prayer, guess what we are doing? Amen. Guess what's happening in the midst of all of that? We are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. In other words, when I'm up presenting and I'm engaging into my warfare, guess what the power is doing? The power of God is doing. Amen. It's taking every thought, 
and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience as a church is complete. In other words, what Paul was saying right here in this section here, he says specifically to the Corinth church, I when everybody fall in line, when, when amen, the, the true believers, amen, amen, then we can go after the ones that need to be punished for their disobedience. So these false apostles, these people that want to falsely accuse me and my associates, amen, amen, we can come when the church is completing this obedience and we can go straight after the ones that's in the act of disobedience. That's our first outline. Praise God. If you have any questions, please, we encourage you. Place your questions in the comment section. Amen. And if I can't answer it, amen. Amen. We got teachers in the comment section. Amen. And if they can't answer it, praise God, we're going to find an answer. Amen. All right. Here we go. Our second outline. Praise God. I just had it. Here we go. Apostolic authority, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 through 12. <coughs> All right. Excuse me. All right. He says, you are looking only at the outward appearance of things. If anyone is confident that he's in it, that he is Christ, he should reflect and consider this, that just as he is Christ, so too are we. For even though I boast rather freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up, edifying, and not for destroying you, I would not be ashamed of the truth. Nor do I want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my letters. Amen. All right. In this section, amen. We got a couple more verses to go. Look at verse 7. They was only judging things off of appearance. This is why Paul says you're only looking at the outward appearance of things. So you had people, you had these false apostles that was comparing him based off of outward appearance. And it's amazing that so many people can put on a good show and a good presentation, but yet they are filthy on the inside. It looks good. You got the presentation. You got the lights. You got the cameras. Amen. You got the color. Amen. You got the words. Amen. Got a good voice. Amen. Very gifted. Amen. But yet, we're saying you spiritual based off of what you present on the outside. In other words, Paul was saying you are only looking at the outward appearance of things. So that was people. Amen. He says in verse seven, he says, if anyone is confident that he is Christ, he should reflect and consider this, that just as he's Christ, so too are we. In other words, they was causing a division because they want to say, amen. Well, we belong to Christ, but they don't. Now, can I help somebody here today? We actually have that in the body today. That just because my relationship does not look like yours. My dedication does not look like yours. My commitment does not look like yours. It does not mean I do not belong to Christ. And guess what? Our fellow brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, it all looks different. But at the end of the day, it points back to him. It points back to the foundation. So now, while they trying to boast and trying to say, amen, they looking at the outward appearance, but well, they don't belong to Christ. Amen. They don't belong to Christ because they don't dress up. 
They don't belong to Christ because they only have church online. Can I help somebody here today? No, no, no. Just because it don't look like what you are accustomed to and it does not fit your tradition. Amen. Can I help somebody here today? It does not mean that I do not belong to Christ because guess what? Just as you belong to Christ. Paul says, so too are we. (laughs) Right? Because you have that. He says, for even though I boast rather freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up and not for destroying you, I would not be ashamed. In other words, he says, even though I boast, I have this authority. But watch what he does. It ain't because Paul earned it. He says, I boast rather freely about the authority the Lord gave us. Not what I purchased off a website. Not based off of some people came together on a meeting and was like, hey, we agree and we just going to go forth. No. The authority that the Lord gave us for building you up, edifying, and not for destroying you, I would not be ashamed of that. I ain't going to be ashamed of that. I can boast rather freely about this because guess what? The responsibility that I have that we, me and my associates, my other brothers and sisters, our responsibility is building you up, not for destroying you. And guess what? I'm not going to be ashamed of that. He says right here, nor do I want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my words. Now, Paul is still careful. He's mindful of the feelings. Amen. And can I help somebody? Yeah, okay. Paul might have been a little sharp and a little rough. Amen. Can I help somebody here today? But now, if you constantly got people, amen, that's falsely accusing you, amen. Can I talk to can I talk to some real folks? If you got constantly uh people falsely accusing you, tell somebody, amen. <laughs> Just gotta be honest. Paul's trying to be careful because he didn't heard. Amen. Paul's all rough in his letters. Amen. Amen. Y'all see this? So this is why he's saying, I'm not trying to frighten you with my letters. Amen. But I am addressing the situation and the problem. Praise God. All right. Here we go. He says, for they say his letters are weighty and forceful. And impressive, but his personal presence is unimpressive, and his speech uh, compatible, uh, con- contemptible, of no account. Let such people realize that we say by word and letters when we are absent is the same as what we are in action when present. We do not have the audacity to put others, uh, put ourselves in the same class, or compare ourselves with someone who uh, supply testimonials to commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they lack wisdom and behave like fools. That's Proverbs. Amen. Can I help y'all in this? Amen. This is the second outline. In other words, now you got to understand, Corinth is very sophisticated. Amen. Greeks are very sophisticated. When it comes to speech, amen, they was all about delivery. That's why the people was very, uh, you had a group up in there that was very crazy about Apollos. He was very eloquent. He used these big words, amen. He was impressive. His presentation, his showmanship, amen, 
was all there. And that's what they needed. Is there anything wrong with it? No. But is that what you need to present the gospel? Can I help somebody here today? They were saying Paul is very eloquent and he's very impressive in his letters, but his personal appearance, uh, presence is unimpressive. This speech ain't even all that. Amen. Can I can I get can I give it to y'all language today? This is how we do it today. That preacher don't do nothing for me. Amen. Ain't my job to do anything to you. Amen. That's nasty. Amen. Can I help somebody here today? Amen. I'll be hearing people all the time. Oh, amen. Amen. There was a time, amen, that I used to judge based off a of presentation. Now, amen. Now that I'm on meat, I'm more into what are you presenting? Presentation going to come. I ain't worried about that. But my question is, do you have the substance? So they were saying he was all forceful and impressive in the letters. But man, when he came, amen, he wasn't like no shutdown. Amen. He he wasn't like the man like, well, when we said Paul was coming, oh, okay, Paul coming. He says, let, let such people realize that what we say by word and letters when we are absent is the same as what we are in action with presence. In other words, the same thing that I'm presenting in these letters is the same thing I'm presenting when I stand before you. It's, there's no difference. It's the same thing. It's the same. The actions and the, it's the same. And then he also says, we do not have the audacity to put ourselves in the same class or compare ourselves with some who supply testimonials to commend themselves for folk that want to call themselves. Amen. We're not going to put ourselves in the same class or compare ourselves with those who call themselves. Can I help somebody here today? Amen. Those who are approved by themselves. Now, Paul said his authority was given by the Lord. But I want to talk. Amen. I'm not going to compare myself to those. Amen. That have called and commissioned themselves. What's the point? We are not the same. Amen. I have a calling. Does that mean God sent you? The work that I'm doing and all that, what, why are we comparing? We are not the same. And it's so amazing that people on the sideline can tell the folks that's on the front line how to best do what they do. Amen. Get off that sideline. Come on up here. Man, why I'm going to compare? Hey, man, he says it right here in, in the rest of verse 12. He says, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they lack wisdom and behave like fools. So, first of all, why am I going to compare myself to some people that the Lord ain't even called? That's number one. But then also, these people are only comparing themselves to themselves. And guess what? Paul says they lack the wisdom and behave like fools. Paul is up against a whole lot. He got to deal with a whole lot. And I want us to think that though God sends us to people, he sends us, amen, to an area, amen, best believes we're not going to always be received. We actually got to deal with some stuff anywhere we go. Jesus had to deal with it. Guess what? We're going to have to deal with it. But guess what? Jesus says, I overcame the world. <laughs> so if Jesus was able to overcome the world and we are in Christ, guess what? You are able to, too. 
But now you had these false apostles that was comparing themselves to themselves. And because Paul did not look like them and all of that, oh, I'm not going to be accepted. And so Paul says, guess what? When they're comparing themselves to themselves and that's how they're measuring themselves. Guess what? They lack wisdom and behave like fools. We see a whole bunch of that today. I ain't going to go there. Amen. Amen. Let me go to this third outline. Here we go. Divine approval. Here we go. Let's write. As the scripture says, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. When people commend, call, approve themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. All right. So if you're going to boast about anything, boast about the Lord. Look at what Paul did. Paul actually gave us that example. Amen. I believe it was Psalm 34. I will boast in the Lord. Why am I boasting? Because I can't boast about uh, I can't boast in myself. Because now I'm not doing the things that I'm doing based off of me. The power that I'm operating in is not from me. This power and this authority that I'm operating in comes from him. So this is why we boast only about the Lord, because this is the Lord's doing. Amen. All the glory and the honor goes to him. So as the scripture says, if you want to boast, amen. And guess what? We don't want to boast. Let's be honest. But boast only about the Lord. Because most of us get so caught up in our gifts and, and, and all of that. Amen. And we think it's just us. Well, who was the one that gave you the gift? So if you're going to boast, boast only about the Lord. When people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. People call themselves, amen, when push themselves out. And we see this all the time. They was doing it back then, and you see this right now. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. Amen. The Lord's, it's the Lord's doing, my brothers and my sisters. It's all about the Lord. The Lord is the one that, do, that does it. It's not we ourselves. Amen. And it's too many of us. Amen. We just going forth. Amen. We really want to deal with that thing. Because when you go out there by yourself, amen, you going out there on your own strength. The Lord sends you. Amen. He's going to guide you. He's going to give you that power. Amen. So when we talk about spiritual weapons, my brothers and my sisters, amen, we don't engage in the physical uh, warfare. Uh, our, our warfare is not uh, fought with physical uh, weapons. Amen. But our weapons, my brothers and my uh, and my sisters, are spiritual weapons. And guess where we get them from? We get them from the Lord. Amen. So Paul has to deal with so much. And so listen, uh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, that is our two fish, five loaves of bread for this lesson. Amen. Uh, again. We thank God for each and every one of you for tuning in to I Am The Church Ministries Church School. Amen. We appreciate each and every one. Those that have tuned in on Twitch, Facebook, and then also YouTube. Amen. We want to say God bless you and God keep you. Listen, um, if you have not had the opportunity, we want to encourage you to listen to yesterday's message. Don't die. Amen. Amen. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. 
For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And so God gave us this message on yesterday. Don't die. Amen. And so if you have not had the chance already, we invite you. Amen. You go over to our YouTube channel. You can find it there. Or you go on our Facebook. You can find it there. Amen. We thank and praise God for each and every one of you for tuning in to I Am The Church Ministries. Amen. We want to say God bless you. Thank you. To God be the glory. Amen, Sister Galloway. Again, this is the Two Fish, Five Loaves of Bread of I Am The Church Ministries on the Church School Lesson. We appreciate each and every one of you. Amen. Again, tune in to that message there. Amen. And then also, my brothers and my sisters, oh gosh, um, we want to make sure we have the harvest. Amen. The harvest this Wednesday at five o'clock. Amen. My post it. Amen. God bless you, Sister uh, Karki. We got we got the harvest. Amen. May 18th at 5 o'clock p.m. For those that want the Zoom link, just contact us. You can go through our um through our app. Amen. You go through the app, and the app will have it. Amen. And so listen, the harvest is a wonderful, wonderful fellowship. Amen. Again, there we go. May 18th at 5 o'clock p.m. Please join us for the harvest. We just come together, share testimonies. We pray together. We fellowship. We share resources. And then we out. And this is uh, for all believers in Christ. Amen. And so if you want to make this, just contact us. Amen. You follow the ministry. Amen. You can be a part of this as well. But you have to contact us. You go through our app. Amen. Or you just inbox us or leave it in the comment section and we will inbox you. Amen. Again, we thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, tune into that message on Facebook. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. We will see you Sunday, and then we will also see you next Monday at 6 o'clock. God bless you. Amen.